So you join us, episode 10 of Mel Gerdrich's Quilting. And I like to think of this bush as a quilting odyssey, isn't it? It is. There's, there's no two ways about it. It's a quilting odyssey. Basically, we're physically making with all sorts of different fabrics, amazing pieces of material, uh, mainly which come from our amazing listeners of this podcast. So thank you very, very much. But also stuff we've collected ourselves. Uh, we've got the odd celebrity piece of patron here. Yes, we darling, a couple of famous folk have sent things in, which we thoroughly appreciate. Absolutely. Yes. And the plan is, is to make a quilt. We don't know even how big it's going to be yet. We're going to make... The biggest quilt we can, really, Bush, aren't we? We're going to give it our best shot. Absolutely. Bush has been amazing. It's fair to say that Bush has never sewn before. Uh, he had a couple of lessons at school, but he's just amazing now. He's absolutely brilliant. She says patronisingly. <laughs> and um, I, I'd say we've got upward of a couple of hundred patches now. Or is that is that absolute rubbish? Oh, I think we're, I think we're getting there in terms of numbers. We're getting to the point now where it's in a stage where it could go on tour with us if we're going to try and get to QuiltCon in America. That is the aim of the game, my friends, to get to Austin, Texas. So welcome to Mel Gedroich is Quilting. I'm Andy Bush. And I'm Mel Gedroich. It's with real honour that I prepare to say, let's get quilting. Oh, that had depth and bravery and integrity. <laughs> Happy episode 10, my friend. <laughs> yeah, what about that? What is that in the world of weddings and stuff? Is it um, well silk? There's a thing. Is it wood? I'd like to think of it being wood for some reason. I don't know. Really? In the quilting world, obviously, it would be something like calico. I, I'm going to say that it's a nice little strip of calico. And if I, I don't were even in know the what same calico is a sort of right. Have you ever seen Little House on the Prairie? No. Oh, bush. Little House on the Prairie, a cult series from the 1970s, American, featuring uh, the. Can I just say, do you find that all your vocabulary's gone since lockdown? I have yeah, no Yeah, I've got half vocabulary. the words. Half the words I had before this all started. I can't remember and anyone's half... names from watching telly. Like, it's like watching yes. telly with my mum and dad. They were like, um, yes. what was his name again? You know, the one that was in, um, what was, you know, the fella from, um, I can't remember anything. From Dallas. The fella from Dallas, that's it. Do you know what? We were watching a film the other night, the film called Amelie. Lovely, oh, sort of, you know, film. very, really good film to see in lockdown, actually. Very sort of forward-thinking, positive film. <laughs> and we were watching Amelie, and Ben said about two hours after we'd watched it, uh, what was what was the name of the character that um, Audrey Tattoo played? It was Amelie, mate. It was... <laughs> a- I mean, really bad, really bad. In fact, I don't actually remember what I was talking about. Calico, yes. Little House on the Prairie. Is Little yes. House on the Prairie a black and white? Because we've already discussed on this podcast that I'm, I'm, I've kind of written off all black and white movies. So if it's black and white, then sorry, I won't be watching it. Bushy, it's colour. It's full okay. 70s technical. And it's lovely. It features the lives of family, um, a sort of frontier family who who are living in oldie-worldie uh, America, trying to sort of establish themselves. Um, and it's just so, so brilliant. And the girls always wore calico dresses and they did chores by the creek. They would go every morning to do chores by the creek. It's fantastic. Oh, it's so beautiful. Go wash some linen by the creek. Yes. Matey, your kids absolutely would adore Little House on the Prairie. So is there like um, fact, explosions Erin, and, and a gunfight and stuff at the end? Or when does the when does the fighting bit start? Like machine guns and stuff? Oh, God, Stunts. Is there a stunt in it? 
Well, there are stunts. So Pa Ingalls, who's the dad, the Ingalls family, so it's uh-huh. Pa and Ma. Pa keeps on going off to do really brave things like chopping up loads of logs and jumping off a pile of logs and fighting a bear and <laughs> saving the family from, I think, actually, cholera. Something like that occurs quite wow. a so lot what, in Little House he, on the Prairie. The, the fellow that jumps off the logs and fights the bears, he also fights off cholera. Yeah. I'm Pa Ingalls, it then. mate. He sounds he's brilliant. Ab- he, oh, he's hunky. He's proper. Now I'm an adult, I can probably fully say it, that, you know, wouldn't have been so good when I was 12, but now I'm, you know, 51, I can say one of the hottest performances ever Ooh. on TV, Par Ingalls in Little House on the Prairie. Because the way you describe him, I'm thinking um, a little bit like Grandpa Duke from Dukes of Hazard that we talked about last week. I'm thinking M- um, dungarees and big white beard. No, think the absolute opposite think of fatter clint eastwood right. a more bear-like man than clint so if clint's a sort of a, I, I don't mean to disrespect clint because i adore him but if clint is the weasel par ingles <laughs> is the bear yeah he's got a yes. different frame he's okay got, he's got lovely sort of rugged a rugged face that you would trust with your absolute life and your grandmother's life uh-huh. there's a whiff of cowboy about him so there'd be nice. a sort of belt a good cowboyish belt and a kindly twinkle everywhere is, everywhere. is he still alive the, the the guy that played him do you think oh that's a really good question i really hope so because I, I wonder whether he could use your phrase or description of a fatter clint eastwood in his linkedin profile <laughs> or something because i'm sure he'd want that <laughs> but you know clint how eastwood. But you know how Clint is all there's it's all bone. It's all bone. I mean, you know, he's he's a he's an old man now, Clint. He's unbelievable. He's, is he in his nineties now, Clint? He's he's very wary. He looks like you know, um we have this situation oh, quite a bit. If we ever have a roast chicken in our house where we'll eat the main bit and then I'll go back to it and Katie goes, There's an out left on that, just leave it, get rid of it. And I'll go, Oh no, I can get there's loads more left on there. That's what Clint Eastwood looks like. <laughs> and I don't think he'd argue with me if I said it. He knows deep down. Bushy, are you talking about the bit where you turn the chicken over, you've done the roast, and then suddenly there are these two little velvety patches of meat? Yeah, you know and everyone I'm seems to forget. About? No one seems to notice yes. them, do they, at all? What are they called? Are they called sort of par- Parsons Pleasure or something? Parsons Parsons. That's a nightclub, isn't it? <laughs> Closed down in 79 in Leatherhead. Oh, some great nights in Parsons Pleasure. You know the bits I'm talking about, and of course you don't get them when you when you do the normal carvery. You yep. don't know about them. You don't it, know it's about, all the, about the breast. It's all about the ruddy breast and the leg, isn't it? Uh-huh. And yep, then, yep. woof! It's the end of the meal. You're on your own in the kitchen. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're thinking, mm, oh, I'll just have a little poke with my fingers. You go underneath, and there are these two bits of paradise. Yes. What are like they? Little... What bit are they? If anyone could tell us exactly what that bit of the chicken is, maybe do we have quite a high butcher listenership? Hopefully we do. do. Butchers and Quilters. Butchers and Quilters. That sounds like a Stereophonics album. But um, (laughs) at Mel G Quilting on Instagram, (laughs) tell us, what is it? Do you know what I think they're going to be called, Bushy? I'd like to have a guess here. I think they're going to be called the the Chicken Cheeks. (laughs) The Chicken Cheeks. Like you get Cod Cheeks. You know, Cod Cheeks are the most... Gorgeous bit of the cod. Are they, know, actual, the real... are they actually the, like the little ooh, do, 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 cheeks of a cod, or are they just a different yes. bit of a cod that are called? Well, I think no, they're, they're, I don't, they're really. I, I mean, those are gills, aren't they? The little do, 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 if you were going to do that to a, 
a cod. Oh, do, 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 little cod. Little coddy face. Who's his little coddy? Who's this, my little coddy? Who's his little face? Who's this, my little chicken? Who's this, little chicken? Mate, we've lost it. <laughs> There's oh going to be a God. lot of just sounds of wheezing in episode 10. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Um, just on on the point of food, will any of your family be appearing uh, stage right with platters of food like they, that happened during the uh, during the last episode? Because you were given some amazing food. I'm wondering whether last night, Mel, you tick a load of boxes and hang it on the door handle like in a bed and breakfast for what you get. Do you know what you're going to have today? Yes. Oh, I love doing that thing in a hotel with a long, narrow piece of paper. Yes. Yeah. And and it gives you options like different juices or. Um, Oh, continental or cooked breakfast. Why, why would anyone, just just very quickly, yes. why would anyone... I know what you're going to say. If, I know if what you're cooked say. is on offer, why would you do continental? It's like slapping yourself in the face. Continental is dry rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lame piece of patisserie, which has uh-huh. been possibly knocking around the hotel for a couple of days. Uh-huh. And they try and soften that awful blow with something like, ooh, a freshly squeezed orange juice or something. Yeah, yeah, and don't it, they? It's a, it's a rip-off. It's 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 one of the biggest Shit. scandals in 2020, isn't it? Now, what are, if you're going to go for cooked? What are you ticking? What are you ticking, Bushy? Tell me. The, the full work. Sometimes I'll just draw a tick that goes through all the boxes, which which is like a prose version of <laughs> "I'm having everything, mate." Put it all on oh, there. What? Oh, like a sort of permanent, a constant line all the way through. Like a line that goes all the way through the yeses, right the way through. <sighs> What do you, do, you, do you leave anything out of this smell or are you having the, the works? Well, do you know what? There was, a, we will get on to quilting, by the way. We will, dearest, we will. dearest Pops quilting us. listeners. We're, 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 we're literally seconds away from quilting, but do indulge us. We want to talk about a cooked breakfast and I think we're allowed <laughs> to. Um, I, you see, it, back in the day, Bushy, I would have been a naysayer as regards the black pudding. Really? But of late, I have become involved. Did you have a road have to Damascus it? turnaround in, in terms Mate, of black pudding? It's absolutely ruddy delicious. Isn't it? Isn't it, though? Do you think they have black pudding? We have a lot of American listeners to this podcast that we love, each and every one of them. Is black pudding a thing in the United States of America? Or is it one of those British foods where they look at it and go like, oh, my God, you guys eat that? (laughs) I mean, it is is pig's blood, isn't it? It's pig's blood. It's pig's blood. In in a sort of sack of... I don't even want to know where that sack comes from <laughs> on the pig. I'm assuming it's intestine, but it might be somewhere else. It might be Could somewhere... Could be cheeky, 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 Now, Bushingtons... This leads me on to... Yes, you were talking about the, the, the family cooking situation. They've really ruddy raised the bar. Young Floss, who turned 18 last Friday, has become something of a ruddy cook. And I am not stopping that because, frankly, it takes the heat off me in the kitchen. It's amazing. Fantastic. Every kid, when they're learning a cook, has a special starter meal that they cook uh, a lot. What's her, what's her speciality? Well, it's, uh, this is going to sound really, really boring and middle class, and I do apologise... It's salad. It's signature salads. She I does a signature salad. She's putting stuff in, like she put in, uh, what did she put in yesterday? She put in uh, beans, nuts, seeds, uh, some old cheese that was lurking around the fridge. Um, wow. What else did she put in? Some sort of, something she found in the garden, like a sort of acorn, <laughs> some sort of thing. Yeah, she's gone, she's gone salad rogue, mate. She's gone real salad rogue. 
That's brilliant, though, that, isn't it? I, I'm playing the long game. Obviously, eldest daughter's 10, doesn't really make yeah. anything. The 18-month-old seems reluctant, but we've been trying to get her involved in the kitchen. I reckon uh, probably a lot of our dear listeners are getting quite into the old cooking and probably cooking as a family um, and doing tonnes of stuff together as a family that you probably wouldn't have normally done, which is which is a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think obviously there's loads of loads of bad things that are going on at the moment and it's stressful and everything like yeah. that. But surely the positive that you can take from all of this in these busy lives that we, we have, and we were just talking before we get going that, um, Mel, obviously your family are really busy. You guys sometimes aren't ever in the house at the same time. It's nice to have yeah. everyone under the same roof for a bit just so you can yeah. kind of do stuff like all have tea around the table at the same time know, that your parents keep going on about and you never used to do. Do you know what I mean? I know. I do slightly wonder if, when lockdown finishes, if we'll ever see the teenagers again. I just think they, they've had they've had their fill now. They've had about ten years worth of our company, and they're literally just going to go, and we'll never see them again. And I kind of would respect them for that. Do you know what I'm saying? You can't blame them, can you? You can't blame them. You can't. All they see is our gurning faces from dawn till dusk. You know, they're going to absolutely they're going to need something else after this. Now, Bush, can I just check uh, in a slightly matronly way, uh, remembering back to episode nine, where well, I think you were possibly slightly behind in the actual crafting area. Have you got sure. some patches? Have you got your needle? Have you got your thread? Have you got some material? My my girlfriend, Katie, asked me afterwards, she said, you didn't appear to be doing that much quilting in the last episode, and I couldn't prove her otherwise, so... I'm going to double my efforts. Maybe I let the team down a little bit last week. Watch me fly today, Mel, and fellow quilters, watch me go. But can I just say as well, you said Katie, when she listened to the last podcast episode, you see, that's that's actually lovely and very supportive. Ben still hasn't listened to a single one. So he's got the cheek to come into the nook and be part of the show yeah, and yeah, 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 whatever, and then he's still not listened. And try what did to he say? control things a bit. He said he was saving it for a good old binge. Oh, he's Unbelievable. full of guff, full of ruddy guff. I'd take another chunk um, out of his shirt if I was you. Take another shirt. Oh Keep taking shirts each week until he sits down and listens. <laughs> That's a really good idea. I'm going to go for the jerk. Have I told you about the jerk? Is it a jacket? Is it a shirt? I think I've mentioned it to you. It's this rather horrific suede shirt. Again, slightly Clint. Clint is popping up all over this show, isn't he? He is the theme of the show. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, it's slightly. Um, what was that thing he did? Pale, pale investigator. What was it? Pale. Pale. That film pale rider. Pale. Pale. Pale rider. Pale rider. Thank you. Yes, it's it's very much. I think I'll take a snip out of that next time. But I must read you this this lovely letter uh, that we had. Um, and this came to us actually before lockdown started because, of course, we can't receive any actual letters and cards at the moment because uh, we can't get into our office. Uh, hence me being in the nook and um, Bushy being in bunk bed corner. So this was one that we got before lockdown happened. Uh, it says, hi, Mel and Bush. While cleaning my mum's bungalow last year, we came across a chest full of fabric and household items. Or it could say linens. Linens. Household linens. Uh, towards the bottom, I like the detail in this, towards the bottom of this chest, we found my mum's wedding dress and below it a bag of offcuts left over from making her wedding dress. Oh, oh, wow. I love the idea of somebody making their own wedding dress. It's just incredible. That's really cool. It's brilliant, isn't it? My mum was married in Lancaster in October 1965 and she celebrated her 51st wedding anniversary shortly before my father died in October 2016. 
Sadly, my mum passed away in January this year, 2020. Oh. Oh, I hope you can Bless. find a space for a piece of this fabric in your quilt. Lots of love, Yvonne. Yvonne, your parents, Nora and Brian, will be remembered forever and ever in our quilt. And not only, Yvonne, are we going to put one piece of your mum's wedding dress in. I, I, I'm going to do five. I'm going to do Let's five. Do it. It's worth it. It's great. I mean, the, the the honour to have a piece of someone's actual wedding dress is huge, isn't it? I mean, what a what a personal item that is. It's amazing. I feel slightly weird snipping it, Bushy. It feels almost sacrilege to be doing this to something so special. But what does it look like? What kind of um, material have we got going on there? I'm going in. Oh, okay. So I think. Oh, it's got, it's got a lovely thickness to it. I can imagine. So it's the mid sixties. I bet this dress had a real. Um, you know, had real volume to it. It's just got that lovely sort of quite old-fashioned stiffness to it. I think it's a sort of water taffeta. Um, and it's got a lovely leaf and blossom. It's all white and quite shiny. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Have you, have you still got your snippy. wedding dress smell from when you got married? Have you, have you kept that? Yes, I do, mate. It was about a size 20 because I was four and a half months pregnant. Oh, wow. Yep, it was a large pink item. Again, the hormones were raging and I went for a pink dress. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I looked very much like an enormous pig walking down the... <laughs> an enormous pig. Come on now, you don't mean that, surely. Matey, no, matey. And also, I'd made the slight rookie error, again, I'm going to blame the hormones, of saying to my lovely friend Joe who did a lot of TV makeup at the time. I knew her from doing a show called Light Lunch. We were really good friends. And I said, Joe, will you do my makeup for my wedding? She was like, absolutely, would love to. She did full TV makeup, mate. So it was a large pink lady waddling down the aisle with a very big orange face. <laughs> and orange face. A- and a mistaken hairdo, which was a blonde, very, very, very white blonde bob wow. in the shape of Dougal from Magic Roundabout. <laughs> so imagine Dougal from Magic Roundabout. Yeah. It, do you know what? It was not my best. It was not my best. Not I, I don't know why. I'm thinking um, James and the Giant Peach, maybe one of his aunties or something. Is that kind of look? Aunt Sponge. Is that, is that what it, it is? It was very much Aunt Sponge, mate. Thank you for that. It was Aunt Sponge from James and the Giant Peach. Um, Clint Eastwood would, of course, be Aunt Spiker. Um, (laughs) Good old Clint. Now, Bushy, don't think I've forgotten, but you have a little wedding to do yourself at some point. When is that going to happen, my friend? I suppose in lockdown you've had lots of chance to talk about it and plan it. It's so weird, right? We were just talking about this over lunch yesterday and um, I proposed to Katie, then we've got a ring and all that kind of stuff. And then Katie's now, like, delaying, dragging her heels on getting married because she doesn't want the fuss. She doesn't like all the fuss and attention of being the one getting married. Um, and I've told her, and I think this is... The, uh, back me up on this if this, you think this is OK. Uh, if we got, Go say, engaged in um, 2018... So we, we think we've been engaged for, like, two years now. We've had a kid in that time. And I think it's longer, mate. Is it I longer? I think it might be a bit long. Well, no, two years, probably two years. Yeah, go on, two what years, about okay. 2022, if she hasn't married me by then, the ring, and I don't want to sound Lord of the Rings like here, but the ring defaults back to me and I can sell it for stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, 
do you right i'm gonna to have to talk to katie i'm gonna to have to absolutely talk to her we need we're gonna need a big old ruddy celebration at some point when we're allowed to do so so you tell katie she's not doing it for herself it's not her day it's for us yes okay absolutely it's for the friends it's for the friends also bushy you get to plan your outfit will you wear something quilted i think you should oh can you imagine what what kind of quilted outfit could i wear i mean uh, what was the thing that your husband's can, got, Mel? That a yurt, maybe a jurt. Like, a jurt. That's it. Not a yurt. I don't want to wear that. <laughs> don't, please. No, mate. Please don't wear a jurt. It's hot. Is it a jurt? Is it a jacket? Is it a shirt? It's his favourite thing. I would love to snip, snip, snip away at it. I can't tell you. It's sort of. It's. I'm sorry to say this. It's diarrhea-coloured suede. Oh my word. It's diarrhea-coloured suede, and it's. He absolutely loves it, so I don't want to diss it is too it, much. Is it your least, the item of his clothing you like the least out of all the things that Ben's got? By a long chalk. Wow. Sorry, just to say, I've done one of um, Yvonne's wedding patches. There it is. You probably might not be able to see the detail, but it has got a lovely leafy, blossomy thing on the white. Do you want that to look a good? Wedding dress. Because we, we have, we've got a lot of like darker colours. I think in the overall. Um, yeah. picture yeah, at the yeah. moment so light light will look good you're right and actually very very soon bushy bush uh-huh. we're going to have to start thinking about dare I say the words but putting these patches together just I'm saying. a little bit concerned I'm a little bit concerned about that bit I hadn't really thought about that bit doing the squares fine putting them all together in a coherent pattern a little bit scary I know I know we're gonna, you know, not quite yet, but I think I think that's not far off because we want, you know, this is a quilt we're making. We've got to actually have a composite of all these ruddy patches, mate. We've got to start, otherwise, what are our listeners going to think? They're going to think we're sort of we're, we're dilettantes, if that's the right word. Look, like charlatans or something. Charlatans, mate. Yes. What would Clint say? What would Clint say about us? Clint would be really under him. He'd be really, really underimpressed, wouldn't he? Some people have been going round saying you ain't got no intention of stitching them squares together. I say, uh, let me ask you a question. Have you stitched 25 squares or have you stitched 24? Is it your lucky day? Ah, that's good. Bushy, that's good, mate. Thanks very much. You take one square, you add it to another square. (laughs) That's what I call commitment. Commitment. It's not a quilt. That's commitment. And, and I'm going to get my sniper out. <laughs> get me sniper. Sorry, it ended rather violently there, but um, you, know, you know what I'm saying. Oh, I'm really... Do you know what? Yvonne's mother's wedding dress, Nora's wedding dress from 1965, is a very satisfying sew because... I'm actually salivating with excitement because the hospital corners that I've been wittering on about for 10 episodes yes. that you have to slightly achieve to get the basting, the basting right, um, is very, very good with this 1965 material. I'm loving it. Yvonne, I'm thanking you. You know the bit I'm scared of the most about getting married? What's that, my darling? Commitment and living with somebody for 50 years? A little bit, yeah, a little bit of that. Also, people chuck in um, rice or confetti at you. I, that would freak me right out. You know when they do that to you? They, they throw it in your... You have the lovely ceremony and all that kind of stuff. Then you go on the steps of the church and they throw rice in your face. What is that about? How is that Wait, a thank what, you for what's... You know, you've paid for them to have lunch and everything. That's, re- that's really, really interesting that you say that. We went to um, a wedding 
many years ago. And the very, very, very genial groom, who's an old friend, very, very genial guy, couldn't be more delightful, great storyteller, really fun, you know, lovely, lovely guy. Uh, somebody as a gag threw some confetti into his face as he left the ceremony and he absolutely lost it. He <laughs> That's lost what I'd it. be like. I'd be totally like that. It's like, why are you throwing that in my face? But, mate, you wear glasses. They're like rice goggles. You'll be absolutely fine. Do I'd like to get, say, if this thing goes through and uh, Katie and I uh, get so, married? Hang on, hang, no, hang on, hang on. Sorry, Bush. Don't you be using the word if here. She I've been waiting me. for this wedding. I've been waiting for this wedding for nigh on four years. It will be happening. You need to tell Katie that, right? Because I keep going on saying Mel's going on about buying a new hat and stuff like that. And I have to keep coming up with excuses because she's delaying. So I feel like maybe you need to have a word with her. Would you have a word with her on my behalf? Yeah, is she still keen on you, Bush? Has she slightly gone off you in lockdown? Is this what's happening? Possibly. possibly. I was playing an online board game last night while she was watching RuPaul's Drag Race. I think she was looking over me like, you are an idiot. You're such a dweeb. <laughs> Which board game was it, Bush? It was I a board game you. called Fire in the Lake about the war in Vietnam. And I was playing on a thing called Tabletop Simulator, which is a virtual board gaming space with other people, my, my friends that we normally meet in the week for our board gaming club. And I don't think you can get more nerd... Than that, and then she was repeating back some of the lines that I was saying to my friends on the on the microphone. She was like, "What? What has happened to you?" So maybe maybe she's just thinking, "I cut my losses on top of not do it." Just matey, can I just say after that revelation, she's absolutely right to delay the wedding. (laughs) That is unbelievable. That is fire in the lake. Fire in the lake. A simulated Vietnam War. Yes. But how old are you, Bush? I'm 40. Come. How old am I? Like 42? I don't know, 40. I've forgotten how You're I You're 40-something, mate. 40-something. You're playing an online board game. I'm going to have to talk to Katie. <laughs> you've turned You've turned 180 on this whole thing. I've totally turned. I was working maybe out angles in my ceremony, head, not the full... Maybe, maybe just a sort of, you know, a kind of... An exchange of vows and not the full wedding. I think she's right. I think she's right. I can't do civil ceremony, though, because you've got to go to the council chambers and stuff. And you always end up, like, walking out past people who are waiting to go and get, like, their council tax redone or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's not quite as exciting and as romantic as you think. Matey, you've got to go full Churchingtons. Come on, please. But if they do... Bushy, please. If they do have the rice thrown in your face, what I'm going to do is I'm going to phone up my old school, um, Cuthbert Main School, Torquay, Trumlands Road, I'm going to ask the science department if I can borrow some of those goggles that you used to wear during um, chemistry. <laughs> and I'll pop yes. them on just before we leave the church. What about that? Do you know what you could do? You could have a little um, sort of addendum in the wedding invitation, which we all will be receiving <laughs> before long. Um, yeah, just basically saying, if you want to throw rice, boil it first so it's nice and soft. <laughs> and then people will have the option. They could throw a pillow at you. Oh, uh, I'd love sticky rice. They, That'd be so nice. They, they, could throw, they could throw a risotto. Yeah, That'd so be, give, give them the option. What's that quite big... Um, is it Orzo, Orzo, Orzo? That big, that fat rice? Orzo. Orzo, I love yeah, that. Yeah, Orzo would be good. That would be yeah, really good. Yeah, Orzo would be good. And anything Orzo that sticks to my glasses, it. I could have afterwards. <laughs> Hey, Mel, I've got a letter. We've got a letter here. Do you want to read, oh, me read a little yes, letter while she's doing the, the wedding yeah. dress over there? This is from a lovely listener called Connie. She yeah. says, Dear Mel and Bushy, here is a square from my childhood pillowcase featuring the Millennium Falcon. 
Uh, it was part of a complete Star Wars duvet set. I love Star Wars from the first time I saw it. But unfortunately, we only had a VHS of Return of the Jedi, which is the last one of the three. So it was a bit confusing. Years later, when I finally saw all three films, it finally made sense. I still love Star Wars, and my husband bought me a Lego Millennium Falcon for Christmas when we got engaged. Oh, she's having a dig at me. Uh, I loved it as nearly as much as the ring itself. Love the podcast. Please enjoy. Lots of love. Connie. That's that's absolutely ruddy brilliant. Can you can you hold it up to the old um, camera? Let's have a look. There's, I've been <gasps> stitching it already. There's the Millennium Falcon on a lovely little... And it begs the question, um, do you, did you have like a themed uh, duvet set when you were a kid or anything like that at all? No, matey. I was desperate for the Holly Hobby set. There, there was um, the Holly Hobby uh, <sighs> duvet cover. Mate... We, to be honest, and I absolutely adore my mum, as you know, and she is a very faithful listener to this podcast. She I'm going to tread very, very gently. We did not have duvets till, I'd say, the mid-80s. Possibly. We were late duvet comers. We had sheets starched. We had blankets and eiderdowns, which actually now I really miss. Yeah. But back in the day, I was like, Mum, can't, du- can't we get a continental quilt? As they used to say. So we used to call it Continental Quilt. Continental Quilt. quilt. <laughs> and unlike the Continental Breakfast, the Continental Quilt was very soft and giving and fulsome. So when you were getting in bed when you were a kid, was it a little bit like when you get into a hotel room and you can't get your feet in for ages and you almost have to pull the bedding out from underneath the mattress to get in? Ho- Mate, my mum was a nurse. They were hospital corners. Wow. And Hospital would, ruddy corners. Did she do a afternoon turndown service like you get in a hotel where you turn around, <laughs> your bed's been made and didn't realise anyone was in the room? Like, what the? And there's a chocolate mint <laughs> left casually on the pillow. And a, and a swan made out of a towel. Yeah. Do you ever eat, do you ever eat those, those uh, chocks left on the bed? I'm always a bit scared by them. I'll eat anything. Literally. Although, right, I'll eat anything in a hotel room. <laughs> apart from I've just been hearing some bad stuff about the kettle. Do you know what I mean? Ooh. I like having a cup of tea when I get into a hotel room. Although a couple of things I've heard people talk about kettle-wise possibly might bring me own. Matey, it, kettles in hotels, let's just say people that have possibly rather interesting fetishes do all sorts of things with those kettles. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, that is the yeah, worst. I know. <laughs> I, I know. It really makes you think. I think I'm the same, matey. I think I'm very averse to a cup of tea in a hotel room because of that. I, I can hear I can hear our youngest daughter rattling around outside. We've just been talking about families and stuff. Shall I go and get her? Shall I go and bring her in? Bring her in, please. Bring her in. Please. Wait there, bring in. Coming back. Bring in the Theobald. Oh, uh, can I just say, while Bush is out of the zone, I've done four patches, okay? I've made four patches of Yvonne's wedding dress. I don't think Bush has made one. Just saying. Here oh. he comes. Here's a little Thea. Hello, Thea. I'm going to say hi, hi to everyone. Hiya. Hello. Oh, oh. she's waving. <laughs> yeah, I've just been doing some quilting and that. This is look, it's Mel. Say hi, Mel. Say hi, hi. Hi, Thea. Hiya. Hello. Hello. She's waving. Oh, she's absolutely adorable, Bushy. Look at this tummy. Look at this big tummy. Oh, she's, 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 oh cheeks. Cheeks, 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 cheeks. Cheeks. Thea. Hi, Thea. Oh. oh. She's very interested in everything. Look at that. Look what she's going for there. Scissors. Scissors, yep. of course. Very much got the scissors. Oh. <laughs> Look at all this stuff that you can steal. I love her hair, Bushy. 
I think she's got curly hair going on, hasn't she? Proper curly she's hair. She's got it's a lovely colour as well. Whoa. So this is what Daddy's been doing up in this in your in your big sister's room. Daddy's. Daddy's. That's Daddy's mouse for his computer. <laughs> right, listen, she's brought look at that yawn. Um I'm gonna go and put it back downstairs again. But there she is, just to say hi to everyone. Oh she's Bye Thea, love. Bye Thea. You say bye. And and Thea, lovey, Thea. You must persuade your mum and dad to have a big, big wedding so Melly can wear her new outfit that she's planned. Yeah, yeah? does that sound like a good idea? Yeah. 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 Uh-oh. OK, come on then, you. She's literally, she's she's heading for the mic as if she's going to nut it. That is marvellous. <laughs> oh, but she's adorable. She's uh, obsessed with the love, cra- you know, the box love crafts have sent us. Go on then, you, missus. See you later then. Bye-bye. Did you just say bye, Daddy? Bye, Daddy. She is absolutely adorable, mate. Thank you very much. And maybe in the future she might get into quilting as well. That would make me very proud, wouldn't it? Well, do you know what? You could have her as a little sort of um, quilting slave. She yeah. could do all the... She could quilting do all the real... Slave. You know, the hard, the hard work stuff. You know, get a patching and basting... Yeah. Hospital cornering, all that sort of stuff. Get the glue gun that we got given in the last episode. She could just be like a little, um, like a monkey, just gluing, just trained to glue squares for us so that it's all prepped. Matey, as I said last episode, I'm not very convinced with the glue gun method. I don't think we should be basting with the glue gun. I think we should be basting with our with our needle and thread. With love. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. By the way, little addendum. That's the second time I've said addendum. I like I it. I like the word addendum. I like it. Little addendum. A little addendum. Uh, my... <laughs> little addendum my lovely and very very old friend well she's not very old she's my age so she's not very old she's 51 uh sid who is an avid listener of this podcast Hi, she's sid. crochet queen she's cro- crochet queen what she cannot do with crochet does not even bear thinking about she's unbelievable uh-huh. okay she phoned up the other day and she said um yeah loving the podcast i said thanks very much sid she said should you be calling it quilting or patchworking Oh. Matey, oh. she threw in a massive curveball into the mix. The glasses, the it's glasses have come me... off, Mel, now. This this is a, yeah. a serious moment, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I, that's, you know, she said, is it quilting or patchworking? And I thought to myself, Sid, episode 10, mate, you've got to really go with what we've laid down in the last 10 episodes. Uh, um, and it's called, you know, Mel Gedroch's quilting, quilting. And there's quite a lot of, you know publicity stuff around that title you can't be saying suddenly it's patchworking bush your thoughts i, I want to leave that on a cliffhanger i i, I would see sid as a uh, fabric whistleblower in many ways and you can't just turn up in episode 10 and suddenly try and point stuff out she's got to be there at episode yeah. one isn't she yeah she's what's his face snowden she is snowden she's she's snowden she's come in with her whistleblowing as you say she's a bit clint eastwood she's got her sniper out from afar yeah 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 not even in our sanctuary of the nook or bed bunk corner, bunk bed corner. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to go back to her and say, no, no, Sid, stop blowing your ruddy whistle. What about what about this, Sid, right, if you're listening? If you think uh, you've got issues with what we're doing and, and you think it's, it's yeah. someone else, you go to the nook, come to the nook and try and say that. Say yeah. that to Mel's face, huh? Thank you. Rather much. than sending email, your emails or whatever it is she's been yeah. doing, calling. Yes, yeah, Sid. Sid, you go into bunk bed corner. Yeah, you get up on the top bunk and talk to Bush yeah. into his actual glasses about this. Yeah. And then see how you feel. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah. he's the big hero then, huh? Big whistleblower then, right? 
you can get in touch with this podcast via our awesome little Instagram uh, at Mel G Quilting. That's easy for me to say. Just some messages that are coming. Catherine says, uh, "Looking forward to it. It makes my Thursdays." So that's very nice of her to say. Oh, a joyful so listen, nice. listen says Jem, and uh, Jackie says, "My husband, who cares nothing about quilting, and I have been listening together. The laughs keep us going whilst we're on lockdown." That's from San Antonio in Texas. Whoa, which is very nice, that, isn't it? Well. Howdy, y'all. That is great news. I'm so pleased about that. <laughs> and, and I hope, you know, that's done with love. I'm not just, I, I just love all American accents. Uh, now, we've had a really lovely little message here on the Instagram um, with a gorgeous picture of a lovely little baby. Oh, little cheeks. Oh, oh she's a little cheek. Cheeky, cheeky Lovely little cheeks. And she's got a little hat on this baby. Oh. Um, and it says here, I wish I could send you a bit of this vintage Liberty print cotton. Ooh, which the hat's made of. I inherited a shirt from my mother-in-law and a skirt from my mama in the same print. Or it could be mamma, she could be Italian, mama. in the same print. And I'm slowly turning them into clothes and accessories for my girls. Oh, How cool is that? So cute. And that is a lovely message from Stitching the Seasons. Oh, that's so cute. It's a bonnet. It's a little bonnet bushy. I love a bonnet. Bonnets are great. They should bring back bonnets. Well, this takes us full circle, mate, back to Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. All the girls with the calico dresses had bonnets. Yes. It was meant to You've be. You've got to watch it, man. You've got to watch it. It's such a good show. Oh, this is all so brilliant. Um, so Natalie, who got in touch with us in episode six, and she sent us those amazing Harry Potter, a.k.a. Anne Robinson um, bits of material that we patched in, <laughs> she sent some really lovely pictures of her daughter Amy in a full, get this, Harry Potter, all the houses together, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, and the other one. Yeah. In the form of a dress which her daughter's wearing. Wow. That is so adorable. That's on the Instagram. You must have a look at that. That is awesome. I love that people can do that. I know. It's bre- It's so cre- It's so creative. That's just so amazing and, and, and creative. If I, was, if I was doing stuff like that, I was doing like dressmaking and actually making things for people. Wouldn't you love one of those mannequin? I'd love one of those mannequin dummy things that you pin the dress onto. Do you know what I mean? I'd be scared, mate. For, for for me, listen, really? let's carry on this conversation into episode 11, the, the mannequin conversation. I've got issues with that, Bushy, and I think you're a bit sinister. <laughs> That's how I'm going to end this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We love it, we love it, we love it when you listen so much and when you get in touch. And even though, well, we can't be in the same room to be recording this uh, and everything is a bit topsy-turvy at the moment we feel very much the quilting community around us all of you we're all in this together and um it's it's lovely to I, i'm just rambling now bushy take over i, take I over. cannot wait I've to find to out ramble. if ever there was a cliffhanger for the next episode find out what mel's issue is with mannequins something's happened in the past let's get to the bottom of it folks in the next step and just for the record, I've actually done not one but two millennium falcon patches from connie's bit of fabric she sent in I'm back in the game, guys. I'm back in the game. You've been listening to Mel Gadrich's Quilting, which is a Something Else production. Our producer is Zoe Edwards. Our chief of tech is the Goldmeister Lawrence Tickle. Our head of everything social media is Silas Armstrong. And our executive chief producer, although I've never met him. No, that's a lie. I've met him once. Chris Skinner. Thank you for listening.